Good evening. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, there used to be this um, show on TV, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and they were these like really scary stories on TV, and they were kind of understated. They didn't come out right out and freak you out, but there was something about them. It's just like these sounds that just sent your imagination into really scary places. And today on History X, on the mighty, mighty CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton, we're going to bring you some stories that hopefully will send your mind racing because they, they, they kind of freaked me out a little bit. We're going all over the place. We're going from Old Strathcona right here, just a stone's throw from my house near the Mill Creek Ravine. Um, to Oklahoma for some ghost stories there in Indian country. Uh, cemeteries are involved. Um, spooky kids with trembling lips are involved. That's a little story I want to tell you actually about the University of Alberta. Um, let's just go kick it off with this because it's been known for some time that during the construction of one of the first buildings at the University of Alberta, Athabasca Hall, there were, there were so few laborers available that um, people came and just camped out near the North Saskatchewan to be a part of the, of the construction. And there was one uh, immigrant couple I think they may have been from Eastern Europe. It's that part is not that clear, but it is clear that they were in, in a tent. Like they were basically in a tent, and they had a little boy. The mother was cooking and cleaning, and I'm, I'm sure it was a lot of I'm sure rough conditions back then. And the, and the, the man would go every day to Athabasca Hall. He was a mason. He was actually laying the stones. One day, the boy. He didn't come back um, from his rounds. He was out playing, and uh, his mother was really worried. She thought he may, he may have died, but then he, he did show up, and he was very, very cold. And she said, where's your coat? You need your coat. And he, he looked kind of downtrodden. Uh, he had this uh, flannel coat, and you know people didn't have a lot of stuff back then, and that was his one coat. And so she told him to go, go down and immediately retrieve that coat. And he, by this point, it was dark. And he wandered down the path. And I'm sure if you've been down by uh, the river valley, you know that there's lots of underbrush and, and it, gets pretty, it gets pretty hard to tread down there. And somehow he got tangled up in some underbrush as the, the river was rising. He got swept away as he was trying to retrieve his coat. And it was, uh, he was frozen. By the time they found him, he, he, was, he, was, he was dead. And the family was devastated. And the father building the building, the building in Athabasca, he disappeared. They, they basically couldn't take it. And the mason that took over uh, heard uh, some sounds, went to investigate, and 
saw this little boy with uh, trembling blue lips. And years later, a similar apparition appeared to people decades after the actual building had finished. There was a, an apparition as well of this boy and he had on the, a flannel coat and that was the coat that he had gone to retrieve this flannel coat, but he was still standing there shaking with his blue lips trembling from the, from the cold. This vision has been reported over, over many years. And it's just one of the, one of the few hauntings of the university of Alberta that, that uh, I never really heard until recently. I started to look into it and lo and behold, man, even the office I work in is haunted. And a lot of these ghosts actually, believe it or not, um, have to do with a pandemic, not this pandemic, although who knows if we will get another round of hauntings, but this Spanish flu, the pandemic that really hit the University of Alberta and Canada and the world really uh, in 1918. And I could tell you about that some other time, but that's going to have to wait because we have a great show today of uh, a few ghost stories, some, like I said, in Old Strathcona and then another one in rural Oklahoma. And um, I really hope you enjoy, even though Halloween's over, the Day of the Dead is over, and hopefully life is looking up for you. I think, you know, some of us at least are, are, are feeling a little hopeful, just a tiny, tiny bit, tiny bit. I'm feeling a little hopeful. But let's get to, let's get back to the scary stuff. You're listening to History X, the show about what they didn't teach you in school. I am your host, Dr. Russell Cobb, and this show is broadcast on 88.5 FM Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton. Stay right there. Of course, considering that we will be walking along historical White Avenue tonight, I'm quite certain that you'll all be seeing a lot of strange things as well. I'm not even joking about that one, folks. It's Old Strathcone, it's White Avenue. A lot of weird things happen here. We just roll with it and just, you know, just keep going with the tour. Now, the stories that you folks will be hearing here tonight, no matter how strange or how unearthly they may seem, they're actually all true. You're listening to Nadine Bailey. She is the owner and operator of Edmonton Ghost Tours. And I was on a little tour with her of Old Strathcona. And things, yeah, they, they got a little weird. So stay tuned. You're listening to History X on the Mighty Mighty CGSR 88.5. Listen up. Spot. Let's go. Now there is another spirit present here at the Playhouse, and this spirit is believed to be that of one of the original volunteer firemen, a man actually by the name of Walter, who worked, volunteered, and died in this building in 1917. Now this volunteer fireman, Walter, he actually died in the second story bunkhouse, which today, that's the makeup room, the dressing room for all the actors here. 
but it's upstairs in that makeup room today where all the strangest things do seem to happen. Actors tell me that when they're sitting upstairs at their makeup table, putting on a lot of their theatrical makeup, that their large cases containing all their makeup will suddenly just slide from one side of the counter all the way down to the other end of the room for no apparent reason. Now, more recently, a friend of mine was actually performing in a show here at the Playhouse in which she had to put on a platinum blonde wig for the show. It was opening night. She was sitting upstairs at her makeup table most of the afternoon and, and this platinum blonde wig was in front of her on her table all day. One hour before showtime, however, she stood up, turned around, got into her costume, but when she turned back around to grab for that wig, it suddenly had just vanished. Where it went, nobody knew. Now with only one hour to showtime, a frantic search began within this theater. The actors, the employees, they told me that they searched in every nook and cranny. Now the wig was eventually discovered five minutes before showtime down on center stage. How it got there to this day, still nobody knows, but it is something that all the actors here talk about before any performance. Now, the people that do work and volunteer here at the Playhouse, many of them have been volunteering here for the last 25 years. They're all very well aware that volunteer fireman Walter, who died right upstairs in 1917, and of course they all believe that it is Walter's spirit that is still wandering throughout the old fire hall still to this present day. Well, my friends, as I did tell everybody at the beginning of the tour, we're gonna to be walking all over Strathcona tonight. So I'm gonna ask everyone here to please be very careful where we're walking tonight. We will be walking a lot of back alleyways, there's a lot of potholes, uneven sidewalks, a lot of, a lot of constructions happening. So just be very careful where you're walking. So we're gonna start this walk off this evening by very carefully jaywalking across the street. And if anybody here gets a jaywalking ticket tonight, I'm pretty sure he's gonna pay for it. Let's go. <laughs> So then we go over across the street. We're at the old Strathcona Hotel and it's closed right now. It's being renovated. It's gonna look amazing. I'm sure it will. Uh, it's already looking pretty good. It had fallen on some very rough times. It got its start as really the nicest hotel in the area, built in 1891, the Edmonton Hotel. And then it became a woman's college. And then came a long, slow decline and the story that Nadine tells here, you know, it's it's pretty gruesome because it's not one of those old Victorian murders where it, it feels like you're in some, I don't know, Agatha Christie novel or something and everything's pretty elegant except for the murder. No, this one is, is gruesome. It involves prostitution, backpackers, a headless corpse, uh, blood on the floor. It's It's not PG. It's more like... Are. So I'm not going to tell that one, um, but uh, I mean, it does feel like a crazy story of history. Um, I'm just going to read you uh, a couple years ago, someone stayed there before the renovations. And I just got to, I just got to read this to you. This is the review. The worst place I have ever stayed. Toilet was plugged. 
there was a stranger's cigarette in the ashtray under the bed, used paper towels, a tampon, and the staff was persistently intruding, rude, refused to give me back my deposit. Uh, no Wi-Fi, no television, no mini fridge, and the place is dirty AF. Do yourself a favor and never go there. Um, sounds like a haunted place. Really, it does. But yeah, I'm sure it's going to be cool. Back to the ghost tour.
she put on her white wedding dress that she was supposed to wear in three more days on her wedding day. And very sadly, very tragically, she actually hung herself in her bedroom. But what makes this story even sadder, the fact, is that her body was not discovered until 15 days later. And the only reason that her body was discovered still hanging in her bedroom was for the fact that the landlord was coming to collect that month's rent. Since that time period, since this building has always been a theater, the legend of Sarah Ann has continued on to this day. Many people still witnessing the apparition of the woman in white hovering above their projection room, walking around the central lobby and up and down the grand staircase. That was Nadine Bailey of Edmonton Ghost Tours taking us around some of the haunted locations in the old Strathcona area. You're listening to History X, the show about what they didn't teach you in school. We've got another ghost story, so just stay right there. I'm a Polynia Pena, and I'm in Oklahoma, Tulsa to be specific, and I'm sitting in my car in a Walmart parking lot. I just got done eating Panda Express. It's uh, dust is setting in here. So, yeah, it sounds like you're ready to freak us out. Um, tell us uh, a story. Tell us a good story. Okay. Um, that's like one of my favorite things someone could say to me. Tell us a good story. So I'm going to tell y'all a story that happened to me. So back in my early 20s, I used to, I wrote a zine, and it was about local places or Oklahoma places where ghost stuff had happened. But I wanted to research it from archives. I didn't want it to be anything you could, like, find on the Internet because that's too easy, low-hanging fruit stuff, okay? So I was doing some digging and some research, and I found out about this one segregated cemetery that's in Catoosa, and it's called uh, Dick Duck Cemetery, and it's named after, after Blueford Duck, who is a Cherokee guy. And I think... Uh, I know he ran around. He ran around with Bell Star, and I think maybe they were like a hot item for a minute. You know, being outlaws together, white woman with her Cherokee outlaw, um, got into some shenanigans together. But he died, and this is where he is buried. And this cemetery is interesting in that it is segregated. Whites are buried on one side, and then Indians are buried on the other side. And when you look at a lot of these gravestones, you will see that it has engraved, if, if, if the Native American person was Indian and white, carved into their gravestone. It straight up says half-breed. <laughs> and so me and my best friend went out there. We were this like... So just as Apollonia was starting to tell me more about Dick Duck Cemetery and about this 
interesting character named Blueford, nicknamed Blue Duck, uh, Cherokee Outlaw. The call dropped. But when she came back on, she's going to tell us about what took place. And just so you're aware, um, this story takes place in the Cherokee Nation, what today is called Oklahoma. One day, Blueford Duck was out doing what outlaws do, probably rustling some cattle, seeing what he could steal. And he came across a farmer, a Cherokee farmer, and his boy. And I don't know if they had some words. It's really unclear, but it's 1884. And the outlaw and the farmer exchange gunfire. And the outlaw kills uh, the farmer and his little boy. And I don't think it's any coincidence that the hauntings that you hear about out at Dick Duck Cemetery, a lot of the hauntings involve boys. Specifically boys that have this moniker scrawled across their tombstone, half-breed. So let's get back to a Polonia story. When I went and I, you know, there's a few times when we were walking around where it felt like somebody was walking next to us and we would stop and we would hear the crunching of the leaves as if somebody was walking, but we're like, well, that could be anything. Maybe that's like a raccoon or something. We arrived and we both had a bad feeling. And at that point, I was like, I don't know, Andre. I think maybe we should not do this one. I still have a really bad feeling. And she's like, yeah, I do too. And I was just like, in the two-person team we were, she was kind of the bronze of the operation, and I was like, nothing. And she was like, well, if we don't do this, then what kind of researchers are we going to be if we just chicken out at everything? Um, famous last words. And I'm like, okay, um, I guess you're right. We just got to get over our fears. Let's not be Cubans, you know. So weirdly, as you notice, the more Apollonia told her story, the more the phone calls started crackling and making these weird noises. But I have to play this for you because she talks about going to this other cemetery called Timber Ridge, also in the Cherokee Nation and, and near the town of Catoosa. And there, there's a crazy story. Uh, it's a really sad story, actually, and it's documented in the news. It was... um. A boy was out on his bicycle and he stopped right by the Timber Ridge Cemetery, which has been there for a long time. And as he stopped, a car plowed into him and hit him and he died. And his spirit haunts Timber Ridge Cemetery. And I found all kinds of weirdos on YouTube who've been out there you know, trying to track down the ghost of Timber Ridge Cemetery. But uh, Polonia has got the best story. So let's get back to it. Sorry for the crappy quality, though. I just don't know if somebody's haunting the phone line. Audrey always just kind of had, like, an instinct about her. And she said, I feel like you should go this way. Something was telling me we need to go this way. And so I followed her. And she was looking at this one gravestone. It was under this huge oak tree. And I was holding the flashlight sideways on the gravestone so that you could read um, the engravings on it. And I remember looking behind me, and I was looking up at the sky, looking at the moon, just kind of taking it in. And then all of a sudden, Audrey screamed, and she grabbed onto me on my arm and said, we got to get out of here. we got to get out of here right now. I can't believe I just saw that. Oh, my God. This has been my best friend since we were 11 years of age. 
she never asked like that. That is very out of character for her. And I turned around to see Audrey, and I yelled at her, hey, don't run, wait on me. And as soon as I said that, my voice was deeper than it usually is, and it sounded different. And as soon as I said that and yelled that at her, that thing, that intense hot feeling went out of my chest. And I ran up to her. And I caught up to her, and she's shaking. She's shaking terribly, and she's crying. And she just kept looking back where we were at that gravestone. And she's like, I can't believe I saw that. Like, what was that? And I just said, just look forward to leaving right now. So they go back to Apollonia's mom's house, and she's a Muscogee Creek woman with sage, and they start to smudge. And then it leads to a longer conversation about what did this all mean? And why were they there? And should they have been there? Yeah, and my mom got out some sage, and she smudged me off. And then she smudged Audrey off. And whenever she was smudging Andrea off, like in the area of her solar plexus, my mom just looked at me and she like looked, pointed down at her arm and I could see her arm where she had that stage. Uh, it was full of goosebumps. Uh-huh. And I didn't say nothing, you know, I'm not going to interrupt it, but I just took note. And when she was done, my mom said, whatever that thing was, it really didn't like you, Audrey. Right when she was in that solar plexus area, she felt, my mom felt an intense heat come out of Audrey's chest and into my mom's arm and then dissipate out. So what was the mystery of the ghost boy from Timber Ridge Cemetery? Or was it the boy from Timber Ridge Cemetery? Was it something else? I don't know. There's some kinds of knowledge that maybe we just don't have access to or not everyone has access to all the time and we want answers right like we always want answers but we don't always get them sometimes we just gotta leave it at that been listening to History X on the Mighty Mighty CGSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton, Alberta, Treaty 6 Territory, Canada. I am Russell Cobb. Every episode, History X brings you stories, true stories about little-known nooks and crannies of history. We tell them to you in order that you may reconsider the place that you live, that you inhabit. This episode's been all about ghosts. Special thanks this episode to Nadine Bailey of Edmonton Ghost Tour, Edmonton Ghost Tours, Paulinia Pina for that story about ghosts in Cherokee Nation, Sabrina Therani. Music this week, courtesy of Ry Cooter, Bricage, and little Alfred Hitchcock. Spooky stuff. Of course, also I'd just like to thank everyone who supports History X. In Fun Drive, I think we did a good job. I'm not exactly sure, but hey, a lot of stuff was happening at the same time, and I think the station did well, so I hope our show did well, too. You can always find this show on podcast format. It should be up on your favorite podcast 
podcast provider. If you didn't get to check everything out that you wanted to hear this this week, I hope you enjoyed the story. I always like to hear from people. Uh, if you have any leads on any historical stories you'd like to hear, please give them to me. Send them my way. Sabrina and I will track them down for you. Please stay in touch. History X Pod on Instagram. History X on CJSR. We're on Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Russell S. Cobb. You can always follow me. And if you like the little Oklahoma bits about that crazy state down south that you may not know anything about, uh, check out my book. I've got the book called The Great Oklahoma Swindle, Race, Religion, and Lies in America's Weirdest State. I'd love to talk to you about it. Anyway, take care, be well, and we will see you next time on History X. All right, as you guys see, we are facing the cemetery right now. Let me get turned around here and start driving down the road. I guess I can turn the light off in here. We don't need that right now. Nope. I felt the ball. Oh, yeah, wait, it's... We're going backwards. Yeah, going backwards.